Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Once again, shitty Spirit Airlines has another issue. This time, a bat flying around while the plane was in the air full of passengers. Kamora Lee Simmons' daughter has a complex issue stating that she's jealous of the white girl, and a crit video shoot may leave six households evicted. What's good, guys? It's your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jen Otello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. Hey, 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 hey. What's good, guys? I hope you guys are enjoying this August weather. I know that personally myself, I am um, really enjoying the, the cool wave that has come through. Jen, what's going on with you, and how are you doing? I'm doing well today, Todd. This has been a long-ass week. I feel like I've been up, like, late as fuck every night on top of working, so I'm just really tired, um, really sleepy. Um, Sunday, well, last Sunday I went to uh, D.L. Hughley's uh, comedy show here in the Triangle. Yeah, how was it? Um, it was great. We had a really good time. Of course, he's fucking hilarious. Had me crying, um, and he had this guy, uh, I believe his name is Bo Last Name, and he's like a comedian as well, and them two, just crazy. Like, that just, oh, my God. Like, I have not laughed so hard in forever. Like, I literally had tears, and I feel, you know how you, like, laugh so much that you are, like, embarrassed for laughing so hard, <laughs> but it was just like, they were oh my funny God, were you fuck. screaming? Like, were you screaming? I wasn't screaming, nigga, but I was definitely like, like, oh, I'm a, I need to walk out and just take a pause <laughs> and just stand outside because my stomach, you know how you laugh so hard that your stomach, like, literally hurts and it's, like, not even, yeah. like, fun to laugh anymore. Like, that's how the fuck it was. But, I mean, Mr. Hughley, he um, tore the house down as usual. Uh, after the show, um, I let Chris meet him or whatever, because I've been knowing him for years. So I let Chris meet him, and then we had a good time, you know what I'm saying, and was drinking and um, had a really good conversation, and it was so inspiring, like, you know what I'm saying, to talk to someone that that you look up to and it's just like a legend, you know what I'm saying, and, you know what I'm saying, and to say some, like, encouraging words and to, like, truly believe in you, it's just like... You know, it, it meant everything. Like, it, it really was just, like, at that point. Because, you know, every now and then I get down on myself, you know what I'm saying? And to just hear from somebody who you don't even realize is watching, you know what I'm saying, letting you know, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was everything. It, it was so inspiring. And I will forever love him for that. Like, he's literally, like, one, one of my favorite people. And, and um yeah, no, it was just a great night. Other than that, my week, Trey Mo, working, being ugly. You know, that's it. How you doing, Miss Angel? How was your week? Oh, my week was fine. Um, just I'm just glad that my term is over for now, so I got a week off school this week. That's really exciting. Um, I was really exhausted today, been cooking and cleaning and just getting things together for the work week. Um um, oh, my mom sold her house, so Vegas, here we come. That was exciting. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It was really quick. I was just like, Ma, like, how are you? I told you that we moving next year, 
and you come up a, a, a month and a half later and tell me that you sold the house. Like, are you kidding me? The good thing is um, the lady, she paid my mom some, you know, a few grand to keep the house in place. Um, and then they also sign like a non-refund thing, you know, like a, a, a you pretty much if you decide not to purchase the home, you don't get your money back. Um, but the lady definitely going for it. And then um, they're not actually moving in until next June. Um, so the house, the money they gave me was just a, a placeholder to not sell the house to anybody else. And um, it's kind of crazy because, like, the lady is already like, well, do you mind? Like, I don't want to have to move things in here next year. And then and it's somebody that my mom knows, too, you know. She's like, I don't want to have to move uh, all my stuff to my house now and then move it next year, too. So can I just, like, store, you know, like, my, my bunk beds or things that I buy in, like, the attic or whatever? Mom was like, hell, yeah, you can. You know what I'm saying? So um, she just pretty much getting rid of everything. And I'm just like, yeah, it's like – this is real. Niggas is really moving out of state. Like that's crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, so yeah. Um, other than that, everything is uh pretty fine. You know, just working on life and trying to be the best person I can be without losing my goddamn mind. And that's all. That is all. Okay. That's okay. It. That's okay, guys. It. Okay, guys. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that being said, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, and, of course, podcast and blog talk. Send us confessions at confessions2us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama and let us know what you like to hear. Before we get into our confessionals, Jen, why don't you go ahead and hit them with the young confession question of the day. So I would, but I just don't know it. My email is not popping up, so I don't have uh agenda. So... Okay, guys. What is the confession? Or do you want me to make up one? What you like to drink? No, 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 no. Don't make one up. Can long distance relationships work? Um, yeah. Can long distance relationships work? And I have a whole entire story behind this question. So we're gonna go ahead, guys, and get into those L confessionals. Okay, guys. All right, y'all. First confession. Jen, really? Really? You're going to go first? That's fine. Go ahead. Move around. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. I'm weak. Go ahead. I know you got that agenda. I, don't have, I, don't I know you got that agenda. So I'm going, I'm going by it, our, so go ahead. About our conversation. I'm sorry. Okay, so this is according to Facebook.com. After Titus Burgess called him a messy queen, Andy Cohen addressed rumors of an ongoing feud following the actor's appearance on Watch What Happens, Watch what Happens Live last Sunday. Uh, he might be feuding with me. But I'm not Cohen told access. A Burgess slammed Cohen for asking about working with Eddie Murphy because Cohen said Murphy was very problematic for the gays at one point when I was coming up. The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt snar took to Instagram after the Watch What Happened Live interview, calling a display of rash behavior by a well-connected man having blatant disregard for one of his guests. He should remember his talk show isn't an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's a place where artists come to talk about art and have a little fun. Not a place to rehash all rumors or bring a star negative press. Burgess continued. He should rip a page from Anderson Cooper and learn how to do his job. Access also asked Cohen if he thought Burgess would even appear on the show again. He's been on four times. He can do whatever he wants. I just don't want to offend him. He responded. What do you think about that, Miss Angel? Were you able to watch the little clip at all? No, I didn't watch a little clip, but why don't you tell me your opinion on it? Because this is like, really? 
Like this is this sound a little messy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So my opinion after because I watched it, I felt like Titus was very dramatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he don't know about what, what happens live, like, that's just kind of Andy um, Cohen's stick. Like, I feel like he's just like, yeah, I mean, he's a little messy, but it's just like clearly he wasn't, like, trying to be like, oh, what's the hot gossip? You know, he just will ask yeah. questions. And I feel like that was a very legitimate question for him to ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, at one point for this man mm-hmm. to have had a whole comedy show, you know, saying calling motherfuckers faggots and having all these homophobic, yeah. you know what I'm saying, rants. How was he? It was he weird? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you do have to allow people to grow. But I feel like it was a valid question that he asked. I don't think that it was, you know, rude by any means. Was it a little messy? Uh, yes, but I, for a fact, Titus overreacted. And if I was Andy because I'm the one that's popping, um, I'm the one that got my own show, I'm the one that fucking runs Bravo Network, you wouldn't be back on my mm-hmm. show. And I wouldn't be having my Ever. people that, um, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't be having my people that I'm connected to because I'm such a connected man, fuck with you. Because to me that shit was whack. And, and then he took it to Instagram on top of it, on top of, because if you watch the clip, he was like, um, go on girl, do your, do your little show. Like he said that. You know what I'm saying? Because he had said something slick under his breath, and Andy was like, "What? What? What do you? What do you say?" And he was like, "Go on, girl, do your little show." Like, what you think this? You acting like it's Atlanta Housewives, you know what I'm saying? Like he asked you right. a question. You are on a talk show, like you being extra as fuck right now. I'm sorry, but what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I don't even know who Titus is. So, I mean, but I don't really keep up with, I've know, seen him, but I definitely don't know who he is as, as far as, like, I just know about the Pino Noir. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> that's it, sure. so, yeah, I don't know who he is. I do know who Andy Cohen is. I've, you know, watched a lot of his, uh, like, his shows and stuff like that. He's very funny. And he's there to get the tea. You know what I'm saying? So, once again, as you stated, you know, if, if him asking certain questions offend people, well, I mean, come on. You coming on the show, you know what his style is like. You should already have been prepared to be asked those questions, you know. And so to be petty and take it to social media and, and try and get people to come along, like, no, don't do that because you seem real silly right now. You acting childish. And, you know, you mumbling under your breath, you can't even say what the real deal is. I mean, to me, you sound a little like a coward on a low, you know, who's scared to answer the questions that people, they are, that everybody's asking, not only him. You know, so um, like you said, I would definitely, I wouldn't ban him from everything. I would just be like, bro, you can't get back on my shit no more. And good luck. Actually, during the show, I would have been like, you got a problem. You can get the fuck off the stage. Straight like that. Like, what? Move around then, you know, homie. You know, I would have got real buck on him. But anyways, that's just me. That's just me, okay? All right. With that being said, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. All right, y'all. So according to Time.com, we all have heard a lot about Spirit Airlines and how it's just a shitty airline. You know, it's just the worst. Well, a passenger aboard a Spirit Airline plane, you know, well, many of them can be heard screaming and laughing at an apparent bat that was flying around the cabin 
taking the turn in flight to a whole new place. The video shot by Peter, Peter Gennady um, and shared on Twitter on July 31st have amassed 139,000 views, more than 1,000 retweets, and hundreds of comments. On Friday, comedian and host Stephen Colbert joked about the video, saying, I can't believe there was a battle on Spirit, Air- Spirit Airlines flight. I've only seen raccoons, but Colbert was not the only person to crack a joke about the incident. According to tweets from Gennady, the bat appeared 30 minutes into the Spirit flight and was eventually trapped inside of a bathroom uh, into the, inside of a bathroom on the plane. In a statement to Time, Spirit Airlines spokesman Derek Damabrowski confirmed the throwaway bat was found on a flight from Charlotte, North Carolina to Norwich, New Jersey, and said they may have flown in during an overnight maintenance in Charlotte. The bat was later taken to animal control officers, taken by animal control officers. The aircraft was disinfected and searched as a precaution. Um, and also, Demobrowski stated that no one was hurt in this incident, including the bat. Like, we don't care if the bat was hurt, homie. You know, just make sure ain't no more on the flight. That's all. Jen, what would you have done if you sitting there minding your own business, living your best life, scared with a glass of wine in your hand, and you start hearing people from the back of the plane screaming and hollering, and you see a big-ass bat, a rat-looking ass motherfucker, just kind of fly on your shoulder? What would you do? Oh, my God. I would just lose it. Like, I would just literally just – I probably would not cry about anything as hard as I would cry if I saw a bat on the airplane. Because not only am I terrified because I'm on a fucking flight, my nerves are already bad because, y'all know, I hate flying. I fucking hate flying. Like, I, I love and I hate. I love to get places quick. You know what I'm saying? So I don't – I'd rather fly than drive. But – being that I have in the air makes my nerves bad. So doing that and then already <laughs> being stressed and you got a bat flying around a damn plane, child, I would have lost my whole entire life. Like I just would have been like in the window seat just crying and praying. Like I think that's all I would have been able to do. Like just just be super right. ugly. Crying and praying, crying and praying. What about you? Um, first of all, this don't surprise me because spirit is nasty, okay? Don't nobody lie. I, I brought on a spirit flight one time uh, from uh, when I, I forgot, when I was to, oh, when I went to Vegas for the very first time. I got on spirit. Oh, the turbulence is horrible. The it was, shit wasn't going right. I was scared. Uh, I mean, I don't know how it is now. Obviously, it's still shitty because we got bats flying on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess that can happen to any air, airplane, but um, yeah, if I was on a flight and I was sitting down, and a bat, I just heard people screaming and laughing, and a bat was on there, I don't know. I'd probably just be, like, looking out for it, like, you know, oh, my God, where is that? Ah! When it comes near me, i definitely be recording it, um, posting on social media, flipping out, like, what the fuck? Why is there a fucking bat on the plane? Bat, is there snakes on the plane, too? Just being extra dramatic and loud, you know. Um, and that's pretty much it. I definitely wouldn't have been in the corner crying though, <laughs> or praying, but I don't like, you know, hopefully, you know, this only batting the, the captain is not up there fighting another one, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, other than that, that's it. Give us your thoughts on that. What would y'all do if there was a bat flying on the airplane and y'all was already up in the air? All right, with that being said, we're going to move on to our next topic. 
All right, y'all, next topic. (laughs) (laughs) And this is according to uh, the YBS. Um, Aoki Lee Simmons shares her truth in the poem about feeling sensitive to white girls. Um, Lately, Aoki Lee Simmons has been giving us a piece of her mind via social media. Most recently, the youngest child of hip-hop fashion royalty, uh, daughter of Russell and Kamora Lee Simmons, shared her sensitivity to white girls and their privilege in a poetry piece she wrote as a part of her summer writing series. The soon-to-be 17-year-old who celebrates a birthday this month took to her social media in the past to bit about racism she's experienced in high school. She handled the situation with poise and grace and definitely made her mogul parents proud. Uh, this time, the feisty little sister isn't taking perfectly petty shots at her big sister, Ming Lee Simmons, or defending her honor in the battle of words on social media. Aoki reveals a softer, vulnerable side of herself that we haven't yet seen. Um, here's what she posted and then deleted. I am sensitive to white girls. When they get the boys, the jobs, the things I wanted, even if they don't get them, those rare times they never wonder if it is because of the color of their skin, and I am left to wonder if I lost out because of mine. I am sensitive to white girls, or perhaps the word is jealous, so aware of them when they walk through the world free from those kind of doubts, one less thing on their shoulders, one less worry to bear. I am sensitive for white girls. For the doubts we all face, the glass ceilings we all try to break, the discriminations we all fight. But I can't help but wonder about white girls. How does it feel to not constantly be told you are not beautiful or not enough in this hurtful world? It's deep, however, for a young lady who grew up with extreme wealth and privilege but feels sensitive for white girls reinforces just how hard the average black queen growing up in today's society has it when it comes to self-love. Growing up in a world where sure white women are praised Plenty, y'all know what we're talking about. Some fans were taking issue asking why she would feel jealous of white girls. Although there are other fans who understand where she's coming from and don't necessarily think this came from a place of jealousy, but a way of pointing out white privilege, using a question, especially when it comes to beauty. The upcoming Harvard University freshman thought-provoking words, Deb started up a conversation on social media. On Twitter, um, someone posted, my heart goes out to Yoki Lee Simmons. And girls like her. I've never and will ever um, be jealous of white girls, but it saddens me that there are beautiful brown girls who are. But what she said about white girls not having to worry about their skin color is absolutely true. Another poster wrote, everything Aoki Lee Simmons said is not far-fetched at all. Tax bracket difference or not, being one of the few or only black girls around a bunch of white kids can definitely make you feel some type of way. Someone else wrote, do people think just because Aoki Lee Simmons grew up from around affluential people and are in a higher tax bracket means she has to learn by herself to find confidence within her mostly white peers when they are racist to her or get more than she does? A child, y'all, stop, please. And then the last person wrote it, um, Aoki Lee Simmons needs more black girlfriends. What do you think about that, Ms. Angel Mondrina? Going to predominantly schools, predominantly white schools your whole life. Did you sympathize with that at all? Yes, I do, actually. I'm obviously I'm never ever gonna be jealous of uh of uh, the white woman, but I do understand exactly where she's coming from. I've had issues like this happen to me several times. I'm talking about my old job that I was at 
and how I had to really wiggle. I had to motherfucking break bricks and walls to even fit in, being the only black person at the entire company. You know, well, not at the entire company, but at that in that office. You know what I'm saying? Being the only minority, period, in that office for over a year until a Chinese man who was, you know, very big, you know, in the corporation and was rarely ever there was, you know, inside the corporation. So I understand with that, even as far as school goes, you know, um, I really never had any issues. I would have to say fitting in with any group but at school. But, I mean, when you think about it, in elementary, middle school, I mean, I had a bunch of friends. I mean, when you're young, a lot of you know, p- parents don't teach their kids racism. It's once they grow up and they start hearing parents and seeing things and stuff like that, that's when they start learning that shit. So I didn't have to deal with uh, people picking on me and stuff like that, you know. And on top of that, I was real mean, you know. So somebody, people, they didn't fuck with me because they know I would beat their ass period, you know, so um, that was in middle school, that was in high school, like, people, it was very rare, people who tried to pick on me were black, and now bitches begging to be my friends, so it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying, whatever, you know, Um, I definitely feel like Aoki, she has a very good point, I do know, like, even, like, here in Wisconsin, you know, with the job opportunities and how it sucks, you know, you can go to a thousand interviews, and you can be told, you know, you can have the best experience. You can have the beastiest interview. You can come out with every question. But me personally, as a black woman, they will still see me, a black woman. And with all the years of experience, with all the job titles, with all the education background, they can see all of that shit and still say you don't have enough experience. And what now? But they see white Billy over here who just got out of college. And they're like, oh, well, he's white. He's a man. Let's Hire him on, you know, so I, I 100% understand what she means about that, you know, not only white girls, just white people in general, you know what I'm saying, and it sucks, even because, you know, she's coming out of this, 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 this she's rich, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, you rich, you're, you're beautiful as hell, you know, so that even to have to feel a certain way about white people and stuff like that, you know, that's just like, you know, like, the world really ain't shit, because if I was her ass, I'd be like, bitch, but I'm rich, I'm, I'm balling, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what mm-hmm. she thought this shit was. You know, but anyway, that's my thought, and I really sympathize with her. I feel bad, but when she gets older, she's going to be like, <laughs> I was jealous. <laughs> that's exactly how she's going to laugh. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like that. How's she going to laugh? How's she going to laugh? I, I I thought the poem was beautiful and I was able to sympathize with Aoki as well. Um, yeah. I don't understand like all the backlash. I guess because people feel like your parents are who they are. They're both like popping in these streets. Um, not only that, like you were raised wealthy, like you've always been wealthy. Your um your mother is biracial, so you have like those. You know what I'm saying? Like those. I don't know epithets or, or I don't know what the proper word is, but basically like your, your physical features are a benefit as far as are, I wouldn't say are a benefit, but as far as, you know, when it comes to colorism and the stuff that we have in our community, mm-hmm. people look at it, okay, like you are, you know, she's not light-skinned, but she's lighter. She has curly hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she looks mixed. You know what I'm saying? So I think people are just like, not only are you rich, you look mixed, so why are you complaining? But it's just like at the end of the day, she's still black, you know. And and I had to learn this from listening to podcasts, 
you know, um, and it's uh, it's this podcast called Horrible Decisions, and what both of the both of the girls are biracial, and one was just like, uh, and they both identify as African American, but one was like people always think because I'm light skinned, and even though there's privileges to be in light skin, she admits that as far as with a, a person who does not like black women or a person who is racist, she has a hand up. But at the end of the day, she still is black. She still does deal with those prejudices, you know what I'm saying, just mm-hmm. like any other black person would. In our community, and because of our own self-hate, yeah, we people may put a Yoki on a pedestal and be like, you're better than whatever, you know what I'm saying, even though it's not true. But in reality, she's still a black girl, you know what I'm saying? And being around, yeah. like they said in the article, being around all white people all your life and having to deal with a motherfucker, I was um, listening to Impressive, and Impressive was talking about how she had she was going um, to high school, and she ended up graduating early. She ended up graduating at 16, she's going to Harvard at 17, which is a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Even with all the... Whatever she comes from, that's still accomplishment because rich kids can be fuck-ups, too. Um, but even with all that, everything that's born for her, she still was in class with a motherfucker saying nigga to her, calling her a nigga every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Ask her if she's mm-hmm. on track because she don't want to deal with him. And she's just like, well, I know I'm smarter than your white ass anyways. Let me just do the work. And he was just like, nigga, are you on track? Dealing with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember our points because growing up, I've predominantly been in private school, um, but from kindergarten until eighth grade, I went to a majority black private school, you know what I'm saying, and it was very pro-black. But when I went to high school, I went to a, before I transferred to Nicolay, I was at a Catholic, you know, um, high school like that, and it was majority white. And I remember how it uh, affected me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will be in class, and I don't have big lips at all, at all. <laughs> and I will be holding my lips in yeah. to make them appear smaller because <laughs> I will be listening to kids. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, like, holding my lips in, like, trying to make them appear smaller because I overheard people in my class talking about how big Jay-Z's lips were and stuff like that, even though my lips aren't big at all. You know what I'm saying? Just dumb shit like that. Like, you start to, when you see how other people are treated, like, you start to question who you are. Even though I've never been called, Mm -hmm. like, ugly or people may ever made fun of my complexion or shit like that. I think people, most, as far as, like, physicality, people made fun of was my hair texture because my hair is very curly. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean... I don't feel like that's that. I didn't take it to heart. I'm just like, bitch, you a hater, you know. But, um, yeah. I, but I just remember being around that, like, and it would make me question who I am, you know. So I, I get it. I get it. I think that her being honest and coming forward, I think, is dope. You know, not only to speak her truth, but to show all black girls, no matter their complexion, like we we share the same struggles. But you just have to love who you are at the end of the day. But yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And with that being said, you guys are going to go ahead and move on to our final topic of the evening. 
Okay, guys. So according to thegrio.com, the video the tenants appeared in was shot for a song called We Crippin'. Um, that reportedly promoted gang violence. And although the video was quickly taken down after it was released on July 16th, Seaside police, they kept it for their records. Now, pretty much what's going on is the video was shot. And um, now, because of the video was shot and this uh, talking about gang violence, people, six people are going to, uh, six households are to be evicted. Now, the site reports that the video was shot in a complex just days after a man named Tremaine Calloway was shot to death near the housing complex. Police have already arrested and charged two men with murder allegedly tied to the crime, and police also say that they belong to the Crips gang. An advocate for the individuals involved, Princess Pope, says um, the decision to evict the tenants is extreme. Two military veterans and individuals receiving Section 8 houses are among those who are to be uh, to vacate their homes within the 90 days, according to Pope. The apartment complex is a low-income housing complex. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which oversees low-income housing, say that they cannot intervene in the situation unless there are allegations of unlawful discrimination and a formal complaint has been filed. HUD HUD has no authority to intervene in the ongoing eviction and as such does not and cannot get involved as evictions are legal actions to be adjudicated by the judge through the judicial system. A HUD HUD spokesperson stated in an email. This, I'm going to let Jen tell his opinion first, and I'm going to go ahead and say how I feel. Jen, what are your thoughts on recripping? I don't have much to say. I mean, it's the total bullshit. It's just like really like you are – evicting a motherfucker for filming a rap video. Like, that's dramatic as fuck. Like, that is, you have, I feel like you have no right, because it's not like they were in a, they just went and was gorilla style at a restaurant or at a shopping mall. Like, they're at the fucking home. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with recording being outside their home? Like, it's just so, you know, how how much disregard they have for us. You know, but we just have to do better. You know, I, I feel like we have to stop putting ourselves in these places. And don't get me wrong, like, low income is needed, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it's just more reiteration of what we are. You know, they don't care about us. They don't. And it's just something else. They, they wanted a reason to evict those six households out of something that clearly they needed. And that was their reason. What did, What did you think? Um, well, I think that, you know, first of all, I, I, I hear what they said. Okay, yeah, persons that got killed over there, they got shot to death by Crips, and the video promoted gang violence. So, like, pretty much two days ago, somebody got killed to death by people who were in y'all group, you know, and y'all making a video about it. So that's fucked up. But those are the people who should be kicked out of their homes, not people who had nothing to do with this, not the military people. And not the people, you know, the veterans, uh, the individuals receiving Section 8 housing. Like, those, why would they have to vacate their homes when they ain't got a damn thing to do with this? You know what I'm saying? Now, that's the right. And then, honestly, like, once again, like you stated, why are you kicking people out their house anyway? You know, how are you going to be like, you know what, y'all, y'all doing a video? Oh, hell no. Get out. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, 
you know, it, it does the lease say anything about not shooting videos to promote gang gang violence? There's a video. I mean, I would love to have seen seen a video so I can see how bad it was to the point where it's like, you know, what I'm saying like, oh, hey, well maybe maybe this is a, you know, what I'm saying a message. Maybe if they were saying like, we gonna come to your door and shoot all your other boys, or you know, this is what we at, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, in that situation, you know, y'all gonna have to go because y'all being reckless, but. Anybody who ain't have anything to do with this definitely does not deserve to be kicked out their house. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And maybe it's meant for those people to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of there. Maybe something bad is about to happen and they being blessed at this time. But overall, like I said, that's some bullshit. They got three months to remove, find a house. And, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. That's bogus. And, you know, they need to go ahead and do that formal complaint because that makes no sense that they had to move. The people who don't, you know, deserve to. With that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and move on to our confession question of the day. All right, guys, confession question. Can you or can you, can a long-distance relationship work? Jim, what are your thoughts? If you were in a long-distance relationship, you know, what is the key to keeping that relationship together? Do you think that it can work at all? Um, It can work. I just think that it has to be like a temporary long distance, like if someone has to take a job and they had to move to another state for six months and this was just something to better their career, um, something like that could work. But ultimately, I'm not for long distance relationships. You know, um, I, I just feel like people can grow distant you know, with not being around. And I feel like you have to fight kind of hard to make sure that that same level of intimacy is still there by talking all the time and texting all the time and FaceTiming. And if you, and being completely transparent and honest, you know, and I feel like if you are not one of those people to, uh, where you're not a person that wants to sit on the phone and text and do all that, then it may be really hard. But, I mean, you, you'll do anything for love. So, But um, I, yeah, I'm not for it. I do think it can work, but it's just rare. I, and also, on top of it, I think you have to have, like, a strong relationship, you know, total trust, no worries, infidelity, and um, that's pretty much it. I think if it was going to be in the beginning stages and you have met someone online and y'all get to know each other, then you got to be realistic. No motherfucker probably is talking to other people and will continue to talk to other people up until y'all move to the same city and, and move in together. But as far as, like, if you say you're married or engaged and they have to say, they have to go on assignment somewhere. You just gotta hold them down, you know, and just pray that they are doing what they would have been doing if y'all were in the same city and state. But that's my thoughts. Yeah, I really can't add anything to that. I think that that's really great. Um, that was that's good. So pretty much, I know somebody who actually is in a situation where they're in a long distance relationship currently. And, you know, at first, when they first got with this person, I mean, everything uh, from what I was told was really good and perfect, you know, 
dude was sending her gifts and, you know, paying for her, you know, full long distance, you know, buying her presents and just you know, throwing his money around, you know, just pretty much doing that. Then, um, you know, uh, and that was like the first, like, literally like two weeks of them knowing each other. They got real, real serious real quick. And so about a month after they first met, um, he ended up uh, coming to see her or whatever right there in her hometown. And, you know, they had, you know, some fun or whatever like that, enjoyed each other. And, like, within a month, they was already, like, saying I love you and all of that stuff. But they was, like, on FaceTime every day, talking, texting every day, all of that stuff. And so um, I guess within the last – so that happened, that started off, like, I would say um, – like, so around April. So this is August. So April, May, June, July, August. So that was so been about five months almost. So um, so within the last month, yeah, month about, um, the, the FaceTime has pretty much completely stopped and the text messaging have gone down a lot. And so I guess within the last uh, couple of days with the long-distance relationship, um, it's just been real bad, like, you know, uh, what, from what I was told, you know, he's not even talking, he's not texting, they don't call each other on the phone, he's not responding to her messages, and, you know, he's just not. Like, they don't FaceTime, they haven't FaceTimed in two weeks, and literally she sent me, like, the phone message history. Like, they had a conversation, I think they talked, she said, like, throughout the whole time, like, the last, like, three days, like, she had texted him a couple times, and he had texted her, like, once. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the whole day. And then, like, she'd be like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I'm busy, I'm tired. Like, well, I got home and I crashed. You know, so what does that what does that sound like to you? And then, like, yesterday, you know, they they text, she texted him uh, two times, and then that was in the morning time. He texted her, like, 8 o'clock at night, and then she texted him back again twice, and he didn't respond. That was all the communication that they had yesterday. What are your thoughts on that, Jim? Um, yeah, definitely somebody is has caught his eye. He's definitely entertaining somebody. He's not yep. being completely honest with her. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's clear as day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, 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 she dodged a bullet. At the end of the day, you know, I like she didn't that. waste her. She now like she that. doesn't have to waste her time and build something with somebody who's not loyal to begin with. He's clearly showing but signs. Okay, Y'all not even. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not even living together, you know, and he's already yeah. doing this shit. Imagine. He just going to sneak but this and, is the and do a little part more. Go... What? So she she was supposed to be going to go and visit him this time. And so a couple of weeks ago, she bought like a plane ticket. Her plane ticket, she bought all these clothes and stuff because they're supposed to be going to, um, I don't know, uh, somewhere to go have a good time out of a different state or whatever. And so now... You know, she was like, I done bought this ticket to go out of town. And yesterday in the long message that he said, he's like, we, I can't go out of town no more. You know, and if you, if you want to come here still, that's cool. He's like, I done literally just spent like $1,000 on this shit. Like, I don't even get paid like that. Like, that's bogus, right? Yeah, of course. So that that's what that's what that's what this that this uh, topic came from. I'm just like you know that shit. This is an interesting topic because um, originally like a lot of people was like long distance relationships can work, and then she put her all into it, and now you know not even you know five four months later it's over. You know, but I definitely said the same thing. So I was like somebody he's entertaining somebody else might spot his eye, you know, and that's just what it is. And oh, and then she takes his mom too. 
his mom said the same thing. Like, he's been tired. Like, well, yeah, people should know that in 2019, you should know parents, the parents are not loyal. Like it's great if y'all have like no. a great relationship and you cool with and you cool, but if they son or daughter is cheating, they're not gonna run and tell you. Period. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah. they not loyal. They're that's loyal to their child. You know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it. Hold, yeah. That's hold, the truth. I know I'll be loyal to They're wrong, but that's it. They're not going to come tell you about it. No. Yeah. This is true. This is true, guys. Okay, with that being said, Jen, is there anything that you'd like to confess your love for this evening? Yes, I want to confess my love for JY People Season 3. It's um, was available last week, Monday, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I've been so busy, um, I haven't had a chance to watch it. But I plan on binge watching tonight. I'm so excited. I love that show mm-hmm. so much. It's so good. It's so fucking good, and I can't wait. What do you confess your love to, Miss Angel Mandrina? Um, I'm just confessing my love for another, um, another term completed. You know, school is just not, it's just not fun. I mean, I people that may think that I enjoy being in school because I'm always in school, but I really don't like this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially in this MBA program, it's not like you're taking quizzes and tests and all that. Like, bro, you are literally writing 12-page papers every other week. Like, the shit is a lot. You know, and then on top of that, I'm actually trying to go for my CPA right now, too, but... Is about $5,000, and I don't have $5,000, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get the $5,000 to take the goddamn exam. You know what I'm saying? So that, so, I mean, overall right now, I'm pushing, I'm moving forward, I'm trying, and at the end of the day, you know, Wisconsin is not the place for me. I'm looking forward to moving and getting some money and some real motherfucking money because I hate it here. I hate it. Ah. All right, guys. With that being said, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and end the show this evening. Sometimes it happens. It happens sometimes. It's cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning and listening to the show this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Sunday at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in the drama. And don't forget to send us confessions at confessions at number 2 us at gmail.com. It's your host, Angel Bandrina. And I'm your host, Jenna Bello. And you are listening to the one of the only confessions. Good night, man. Good night, John.